This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. The global and local economies may well be at turning points with rate cycles close to peaking in many economies. What does that mean for investors? To help us answer that question, I welcome back Tim Hext, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. Tim, welcome back to The Point. Thank you, Sean. Nice to be back. So, we haven't spoken for a little while, but wow, plenty going on in terms of rate cycles, inflation readings, employment markets. Let's start with Australia and then go on to the global economy. Where are we up to from a macro sense? Well, we'll start with it. Yeah, start with Australia. The fact is the rate hikes we've had, which are 4%, as you know, over the last 12 months or a little bit longer, uh, are starting to have an impact, as you would expect. I mean, you can't expect to take all that money out of uh, people's pockets and not to see some belt tightening. So we're seeing that coming through mainly at this point on the retail side. So retail sales are weak. In fact, they're even going backwards in volume terms at the moment. The credit card data you're seeing is still quite weak. So they are having an impact, but not enough impact to sort of derail the economy, but enough for the RBA to be happy that things are starting to head in the right direction. And we saw that with the uh, decision on Tuesday to hold rates for the second month in a row and in the statement that accompanied that decision where for the first time they seem to be a little bit more optimistic that we may just achieve a soft landing in Australia. They talked about it being a narrow path, but if you actually read their statement, it seems to be almost their base case now. Uh, I mean, that's great news. What about the global economy? The global is still pretty mixed, depending where you look. So the US, obviously very important, is holding up very well. Uh, A lot of people, myself included, thought by the fourth quarter this year they would be in a recession. They seem to be holding that back for now. One of the interesting things you're seeing in the US is the fiscal spending is picking up again, which is providing some tailwinds to the economy. But another very interesting thing is the higher rates, as we all know, we've talked about in a fixed rate economy have far less impact. And one of the strange byproducts of it is actually is that there's quite a lot of businesses who borrowed a lot of money at cheap rates on fixed terms who actually have a lot of cash. So they're enjoying life at the moment as cash rates go up because they're getting a high return on their cash whilst locked in at these very good fixed rates. So on the corporate side of America, you definitely aren't seeing the high rates biting in any meaningful way. And for a lot of consumers in America, in a fixed rate economy with fixed rate mortgages, they're also okay. So America is doing a lot better than people thought, and you can see that in how their share market is going overall. Okay, what about outside America, Europe? Europe is a little less optimistic. The rates there seem to be having more impact. Some of their uh, leading indicators are turning negative now. The ECB is still hiking. They're still concerned about inflation. But if you looked at last month, for example, European bond markets actually rallied even though US bond markets sold off. So you are seeing the situation where Europe's starting to slow down a bit more than the US. And of course, China, as a lot of people would know, has been very disappointing this year coming out of lockdowns. Everyone expected a bit more of a surge, but it seems that consumers, rather than sort of leaping out of lockdowns and going on a massive spending spree like they did in the West, it looks like consumers over there have been sort of quite shaken by it and they're tightening their belts. And, you know, the clamp down on property over there is uh, still having a meaningful impact. So it really, it's a mixed picture globally. You know, the rate rises we've seen in all developed markets are having an impact, but in differing amounts in different places. 
Okay, so the big question with all that as background for most of us is what's that mean in terms of investing and particularly around asset allocation? Okay, a couple of points to make. So in terms of the soft landing, it it does look like, and, and for us, Australia probably always was heading for a soft landing in that there was enough sort of tailwinds to keep us there. I think that is looking more and more likely. Even the Reserve Bank's own forecasts show GDP slowing but not slowing significantly so they're looking for sort of a slow round to about one and a half and we get an update shortly on that next year but that's still positive growth inflation is heading in the right direction but unfortunately for you know if you really want to paint this sort of goldilocks picture unfortunately it's heading the right direction but it's going to start to get run out of sort of the tailwinds pretty quickly around about 4% in Australia. So the move, if you think about it, the move from 8%, which is where we were at the start of this year, down to 4%, was kind of probably always going to happen. And you saw things like oil prices coming off as the world opened up, you know, goods prices started to fall. So at 8 to 4, in a sense, was the easy part. I mean, it's quite easy to sit there and go, oh, they've hiked rates from 0 to 4%. That's what's caused inflation to come down. To be honest, inflation was always going to come down from 8 to somewhere around 4%. But the difficult journey is getting 4% back down to 2 to 3 And the reason for that is the service side of the economy and the tightness in labour markets, the fact that wages and now a lot of wage agreements are pushing through that 4% level, all adds to a picture where inflation is probably going to remain stubbornly above their target. Now, personally, and the RBA forecasts look at it coming back towards three and a half by the middle of next year, and I think that's a fair assumption to make, but it's not going to be low enough to allow the Reserve Bank to do any rate cuts. So in a sense, we're going to be living with rates at this level and getting used to rates at this level probably for six to 12 months. Now, rate cuts could come, but unfortunately, they're probably only going to come through the sort of the less attractive route of economic weakness, which isn't our base case, but it could happen, as opposed to this sort of, you know, very positive view that inflation's back in target, rates can come down and risk markets can just take off, which is seems to be gaining a little bit of impetus at the moment. So in terms of asset allocation uh, and you being a government bond specialist, I presume you, you think government bonds aren't a bad option at the moment? Well, uh, yes, I mean, 10-year bonds in Australia, government bonds are 4%. If you buy a semi-government bond, you're looking at closer to 5%. And if you buy credit, you're probably looking in some cases closer to 6%. The thing is, I think that's going to prove attractive in the medium term because I don't think cash rates are moving much higher. So if you really are doing the old comparison that a lot of investors like to do of term deposits versus bonds, I think you know the bonds are, are reflecting good value there over the medium term. But are you going to buy a 10-year bond at 4% and come back by the end of the year and they're at 2.5% and you've made a wonderful 15% capital gain? That looks unlikely. That looks unlikely. I mean, it could happen, but it looks unlikely at this point. What looks most likely is we're going to sort of muddle through the rest of the year. Some sectors doing better than others. The fact is, you know, we aren't yet to see the full impact of rate rises. That's probably going to start to be apparent by the end of the year as people come off the fixed rate mortgages, which, of course, we've all talked a lot about this year, the fixed rate cliff. But even floating mortgages do take some time to feed through. So, you know, the fact that people are now paying around 6% on their mortgages is, as we said, with retail sales and the like, having an impact. And that's going to dampen the economy. But what keeps the economy from sort of going into some sort of more stronger weakness 
is the fact that, you know, fiscally the, the market's still in a good position. People still have some pent-up savings. And to be totally honest, you know, we've most people are just adjusting to this uh, new norm. Thank you for talking to us today, Tim. No, it's a pleasure, Sean. Thank you. That was Tim Hext, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. You've been listening to The Point Podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer.